Everybody has the gratitude muscle. Most people just don't work it. But if you can do that, like you could impact all 10,000 employees and then their families and then your suppliers and your vendors. And all of a sudden, one one person with that heart set mindset shift could literally impact millions of people. And you see it. You walk into an organization where the leadership is not just talking it, but actually putting their time, energy, money, where their resources, where their mouth is. You feel different engaging with them. And there's they attract a certain relationship, referral partner, investor, all of that because of that shift that's real. It's not just a tactical on paper kind of thing. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on the Emotional Optimism Podcast. I appreciate your time and your attention and hope this is giving you a smile and a skip in your step. All right, today we are talking to John Rulin, who is the author of Giftology and so much more. I really only have one thing to say about this and teeing it up is when I asked John what generosity meant to him, he simply said, love. And by the way, I couldn't agree more. So enjoy this podcast. There's a lot of goodness in it. And thanks again for everything you do. John, it's so good to have you here. It's uh, been a long time in the making. Years. 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 Yeah, I got some more gray since we've been uh, (laughs) the last couple of years, probably just working from home. But thank you so much for, uh, for coming on to the Emotional Optimism Podcast. Yeah. All right. John, I want to just right off the bat, I want to I want to ask you about generosity. What does generosity mean to you, and when did it first kind of come into your your ecosystem? You know, were you a kid? You know, were you at university? Yeah. Well, I, I think generosity is really just a. Uh, most people, when I think about generosity, they think of money like charities or giving something away or there's a lot, you know, like I have to give something up to a, to a cause. Really generosity is just love. Like it's, it sounds cheesy and cliche, but at the end of the day, when you're generous with somebody, you're really just loving them. And that could be with your time. You'd be generous with your time. It could be generous with a physical gift. It could be a, uh, encouragement. You know, it's kind of like the five love languages, really. Like you could be generous in a lot of different ways. That can be visually, or that could be a video, it could be a handwritten note. And so to me, it came into my life um, when I was actually the poorest, I grew up on a farm, milk and goats in Ohio. So I didn't grow up around generosity, really. I grew up around like, you know, lack of abundance, really. And so uh, I had a mentor uh, at a desperation. I paid, I was going to go try to pay for med school uh, selling knives, the Cutco knives that a lot of people are familiar with. They're like, hey, you know, like, what's the nice thing about? And like, well, we still use that leverage vehicle a lot, even to this day, 21 years later. But I interned with Cutco. I pitched my girlfriend's dad, who is this rainmaking attorney. And if you never pitch your girlfriend's dad knives, that's the awkward of all awkward conversations. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. Um, but the reason I pitched Paul was he was this generous person. And he was the guy who would like find a deal on noodles and everybody at church the next Sunday would walk away with like 20 cases. And I'm like, Paul, I'm doing the math in my head. That's 200 people times 20 times up. I'm like, that's 20 grand or 40 grand. I'm like, are you nuts? And so he just did that. And because he did it with no strings attached, it was true generosity. It came back to him like a hundred fold. 
And so I was, I looked at Paul as like this, not just a mentor. I looked at him as like, this person's generous. I want, I want to be that person. I want the type of life that they have. And I was 20 at the time. He's 60. And so I pitched him the idea of giving away Cutco pocket knives, thinking all of his clients are CEO dudes that love hunting outdoors, all that stuff. And he changed my life forever. He's like, I want to be generous with these pairing knives. And I'm like, you want to buy a $200 pairing knife for a bunch of CEO dudes? I'm like, I, I'm this country bumpkin kid. It just doesn't resonate. It doesn't even compute. I'm like, why? And he's like, John, I figured out a simple truth. And that's if you take care of the family and business and are generous to the whole family, everything else takes care of itself. So that was the like, wow. blow, blow my mind to smithereens kind of moment. And so I was, I started to understand it wasn't about the knife. It wasn't about the gift. It was about how you show up for people in uncommon ways. That's the generosity factor. And, uh, and so I put med school on hold, started an agency. And the last 21 years, I've been trying to model and perfect this model of generosity. But it started when I was 20 um, as this country bumpkin kid just trying to pay for med school. That is amazing. Like you said, you might dropped a few times there that I was like, oh, man, we are. I mean, I hope I'm cut from some of the same cloth as you, but you're like, generosity is love. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. 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 (laughs) Yep. And, and uh, showing up for people in uncommon ways. Like it just, one of the things, so thank you for sharing all of that, by the way, out of the gate. One of the things that um, I was just talking to someone about today, as a matter of fact, is kindness doesn't have to be, size doesn't matter when kindness is in play. Mm-hmm. Kindness is a holding the door open. Kindness is a thank you. Kindness is dropping a note. Kindness is surprising someone with a gift. Someone is, is, is kindness is, is you just had a baby and people bring you food. whatever. It does not have to be you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. Although there's nothing wrong with that either. No, the Oprah effect is cool. Yeah. But, but people sometimes think it, unless it has, six zeros behind it it's not generous and that's that's not yeah it's people are like well john it's the thoughtfulness account so i'm like no it's a thoughtful thought like it's when <laughs> stuff, it's, and that could be the holding the door it's it's treating the you know like my mentor paul was like he treated the janitor and the receptionist at the same level of respect as the ceo respect is a like that's a certain level of kindness that i think we've lost and understanding like just respecting and seeing somebody as a human being uh, as that's a powerful form of gifting somebody or generosity that, or kindness, as you're saying, that, that um, can sometimes, you know, make somebody feel something that they don't unfeel for a long time. And I think, you know, always leaving someone better than you found them is what I, what I, you know, that's my, I want that to be my heart for every single day. And I, I really hope I, knock it out of the park and if I don't then I want to be told you know obviously but I think that's that that's the that's the part of um that's that spirit of generosity I think and that spirit of like hey I got a heart to help and I'm I'm my door's open yeah 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 no it's uh and it's not easy and there's you know none of us have unlimited time so we still have to direct it like we you know, there's still, I, I do think that there's still like discernment and strat, like one of the, my favorite books, Give and Take, Adam Grant, like talks about like, you know, not giving necessarily as much to takers as you give to other givers. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like sometimes people take advantage of that. And I think having boundaries and people like, oh, John, you're talking about like, you know, hold hands and sing Kumbaya. I'm like, no, like you can be strategic with your generosity. 
it doesn't mean that you can't be intentional with your generosity. It just means that like you can't necessarily expect something back from that generosity because then it wasn't generosity. It was a, it was a manipulation. Yeah. And that, and that's where like, I've had the conversation with, with Gary, you know, on that, like sometimes you are generous and it doesn't work out. That actually makes a better story because you show like, it's not just an ATM machine. Like sometimes you're going to, plant seeds that don't turn into anything yeah and other times and then other times you're gonna turn into oak trees everybody loves the oak trees right but it's actually more fun and funny to talk about the times you do it that you know it didn't work it didn't, it it didn't happen yeah it is and i mean i think you know stop talking about gary you know jab 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 right hook is that exact premise you know but it's like three jabs or more before you even go in for a right hook it's like value 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 whatever value means to you give 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 to even earn the right to yeah. ask. Most people think it earns the expectation to get. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's, um, I mean, flip that. Yeah. It's, yeah, you can ask, but if you have expectation, now you just ruin right. the give, get, get that you just gave. So now it's like, you owe me. Yeah, but, totally. But I, but I think that in general, the way, you know, whether you believe in a God or not, like the way the universe is wired, if you do give, 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 oftentimes people do. Like the way we're wired, we do want to reciprocate if we can, but sometimes we can't. Sometimes we're busy. Sometimes we're going through a divorce. Sometimes our parents are sick. Sometimes I, there's all these different things that people are like, "Why well, gave? I, I I better get." And it's like, no, that's not how that's not how it works. That's it's not how it works. Yeah, I love what you said. Like if you that's that's manipulation, which is a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I've always thought about it as you know generosity. Is love, but generosity is just a state of your heart. It's just where your heart is. And um, what I know, and we'll, I want to get to, I want to get to what you do every single day in a second. But what we know is like generosity, the act of generosity, and the act of that spirit of generosity unlocks oxytocin in our brain, which is the hugging drug, you know, which is the bonding drug, which is like, oh, I, the feel good, calm confidence, I'm safe. Yeah. And that, man, if we could spread that, like, if we could spread that all over like a pandemic, we'd be in, we'd be in a good, good place. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a beautiful thing about being a leader is if we do that well, consistently, there's a trickle down effect, right? That, that carries down through, you know, if the CEO leadership C-suite isn't doing that, then you can't expect it to trickle down. But if you can, that's the beautiful thing. That's why I get excited when somebody, you know, when a CEO, whether it's of 10 people or, you know, 10,000 people reads Giftology and gets inspired to be more generous. And they realize it's a heart set. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it, it's like everybody has the gratitude muscle. Most people just don't work it. Um, but if you can do that, like you could impact all 10,000 employees and then their families and then your suppliers and your vendors. And all of a sudden, one, one person with that heart set mindset shift could literally impact millions of people. And mm-hmm. you see it like, you walk into an organization where the leadership is not just talking it, but actually putting their time, energy, money, where the, the resources, where their mouth is, you feel different engaging with them. And there's, they attract a certain relationship, referral partner, investor, all of that because of that shift that's real. It's not just a tactical on paper kind of thing. Yeah, totally. And I, I love, I love what we're talking about because it is, there, I, I, there is a, there is a farce to it, and there is like a, I could, I could say to you, I know you, and I know what you're all about, but I could be like, oh, so tell me what it's like to sell swag, but then I miss the entire, your entire reason for being, 
your yeah. entire ethos. So, so, cause I know that's not what you do. What, like, what does the agency do? What do you, what do you do with the, the, some of the baseball teams? And like, what do you, what do you actually do? Yeah. Well, so, so what I would say is it has nothing, even though we wrote the book, Giftology, it's a cool cut, you know, it's the only book in this category, but um, so that was fun to be the blue ocean, but really at a core level, nobody cares about gifts because most people think of gifts. It's an Amazon gift card. It's a fruit basket. It's a case of wine. It's a, it's, it's things when you're dealing with, especially more affluent people, we don't need more stuff, right? Yeah. We don't need more swag. We don't need more tchotchkes. Like most people during the pandemic, were going to Goodwill or to wherever, right. getting rid of all the crap. Cause we like as humans, especially in the U S and a lot of society, a lot of the world, like we're not lacking for things. But we are lacking for connection. And we all know that we like to do business and work for people that see us, know us, engage us, see us as a human being. So I would say at a core level, what our agency does is we help people think about ROR versus ROI. And ROR is return on relationship. You know, most businesses, even billion dollar companies, rise and fall on less than a hundred relationships. Could be mentors, investors, you know, clients, partners, dealers, employees, like it's not, it's great to have 5 million followers, but it's usually a handful of people that make or break a company. And when you start to identify those human beings and say, how do I show up for that relationship and make them feel something? It's not like go spend a million dollars on advertising or a hundred thousand dollar sponsorships in Vegas or a $10,000 dinner. It's usually like a one-to-one -one kind of thing. And so we help people think about their relationships differently and identify that like, they're probably underappreciating, underacknowledging, underseeing those people. And, and oh, by the way, that person has a spouse that's underappreciated that you don't even engage with in business or they have, a, they have kids or they have pets. We call it the inner circle. Paul was magical at this. So why the, frankly, why the knives still work to this day, why we do millions of dollars in the knives is because most families break bread together. Most people have a kitchen. If you can give something to somebody that they use with their family, and it has their name on it. And, it, has, it. and I don't even call them gifts anymore. I call them artifacts or love bombs. Because a gift feels like hollow. It's like, hey, I had to do this because it's Christmas. Or I had to do this because you've been with the company for five years. That doesn't make somebody feel special. Like I had to check a box. But when, it, when we start strategizing and lay out for you know, people the pieces of the puzzle on the chessboard, like, hey, these hundred relationships, or these thousand relationships, like you wouldn't have a business without them. Like, how are you going to love on them and inspire them not just to stick around? Like, that's not loyalty. Like, that's passive loyalty. Somebody stays a client, but they don't talk about you. They're just sticking around because of maybe it's too expensive to leave or it's a hassle. To me, like, the people that, that you have that are most loyal to you, like, if your kid wants to get into Harvard, you'll do anything to get them into Harvard. That's active loyalty. That's, that's you going and advocating on behalf of the relationship. And so a lot of what we're doing is getting people to understand that, like, if you want your relationship to go speak well of you when you're not in the room, or if you want your relationship to go out of the way to have the awkward conversation at the boardroom meeting to refer you, or you want the employee to recruit their family and friends to come work at your company, that only happens if they feel inspired and bought into the person, the relationship, the brand. And that happens because you've made so many deposits in that person that they just, there's a wellspring of them wanting to go be your ambassador, them wanting to go be your sales rep. And so, you know, like one of my favorite stories to tell is the Brooks Brothers story with Cameron Harold. Like I loved on that relationship so much that Cameron, who's this world renowned author speaker, went and became my sales rep so much so that like the return on relationship has been a hundred X. 
I invested 25 grand in that relationship of outfitting his hotel room built like a Brooks Brothers store and all these other things with no expectation. And because of that, if I wanted to hire him for one year as a sales rep, I, he would have said no if I offered him $2 million. But because I loved on him, he went and became my advocate and opened doors and got me my first you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars speaking gigs, all these things because he wanted to, because of how he felt. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the core of what our agency does is helps people think strategically about how they're pouring into their relationships. And not it's not swag. That's the antithesis of what we're talking about. No logos. It's all it's how do you pour into people in a way and make them feel special? That's it. I love that. And as someone that has been you know humbled to receive the cutco knives a few times now. It is like, I will tell you when I have received them, it has felt like love. I use them every night. I use them and, and like, it was so unexpected. Yeah. The times that they've come a knocking with my name on it. And, um, but there's, it is all about the relationship and regardless it, for me, it, it is, the it's love. Yeah. It, it absolutely. Well, and, I think that we all crave to be a part of a story, right? And we all love to tell fun stories. And when you give something to somebody, like you could go buy your own, you know, a full set of Cutco knives, it's like 12 grand. Now that's a lot of money, but a few knives, let's call it a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Anybody could go buy them really it, it, at a certain level. It's not about the, it, but it's the fact that somebody thought enough of you oh, to go yeah. out of their way, handwriting note, engraving, personalization, and now you have a story. Anytime somebody comes over or whatever else, like you're talking about it, it becomes part of like the conversation. And, you know, like we all know that we like to do business with people that are liked or loved, trusted and top of mind. It really accomplishes all three of those things in a fun way. And so people are like, man, the knife thing seems weird or sending love bombs. I'm like, we all know, we, we all love to tell fun stories about people and relationships and and. We all love to see, be acknowledged. Like, that's all it is. It's not about yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like, knives as gifts really feel weird in a business <laughs> scenario until you realize that it's not a business gift at all. It's a human-to-human -human gift. Yes. And that's yes. what makes it work. That is so, right there, so true. Because the first time I received my first set, I was like, this is really interesting. Why, you know, why knives? And then took them home and I started cooking with them. And I was like, at first I was like, I'm never using these. These are so beautiful. I'm just going to keep them. And I was like, all right, Tom, don't be like that. Use them. Of course, Cutco is like phenomenal. It's phenomenal what it does, but it really has been a story. Yeah. You know, when people are like, people literally at the dinner table have, when we've had guests over, they've been like, you have knives that are engraved. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Yes, I didn't do that. Someone thought was very thoughtful and did that for me, which is like, you're right. It's like little old me. And why do I have my name on a knife? And yet, to your point, it's a story. I have chills even talking about it because it does bring us all together. We're all laughing about it and we're breaking bread. And even in the cooking process, I'm using it, which is full for me. It's, I'm cooking because I love it. And I love, I love, that's an act of giving for me. Yeah, it um, is for a lot. I mean, I think it is for a lot of people like yeah. hosting, hospitality. Like, yeah. Even in 2021, if anything, it's become more important. Like we missed it, right? Right. Yeah. We, whether it's at your home or at a, at, you know, at a hotel or at a, yeah. a business or a restaurant or whatever else. Like we, we as human beings, there are certain like people are like, how do you, how do you know that? How do you know that <laughs> when you, yeah? Because we'll do sometimes we'll do the knives to 10,000 people, and people like I had somebody I was just interviewing that's really connected in the YPO circuit, and he had somebody reach out to him 
and literally a nine-figure guy and his wife reached out in, in, in tears. In 20 years, I've worked at this bank. This is the first time anybody's ever put my name on something that wasn't for my husband. Wow. Wow. She's like in tears. Now, wow. They like, I mean, they're blinged out. With di- like, sure. It didn't matter. It, it, it communicated. I see that it's not just this person. It's, it's, there's a support staff or there's yeah. a support network. There's a, a human being behind the human. There's yeah. all these things that we know. Like we've heard like, oh, find every man a stronger woman. Like, but we don't, we don't actually invest in those relationships around it. And so it's just lip service until you actually take the time to acknowledge and really honor and respect that person as being like, Hey, they're just as important. And, and then subconsciously that like every time you use the knives, you're remembering who gave them to you yeah. and thinking about that person once, a, if it's once a day, that's 365 amazing, wonderful, empathetic, subconscious thoughts tied to that relationship that's like that's why people are like john why don't you do why don't you like food as a gift or wine as a gift i'm like there's nothing wrong with those things I, in and of themselves but they're gone yeah in it's, 30 it's seconds yeah i want an artifact that reminds the person 20 years from now that we had a relationship or that we still do have a relationship like that's like yeah. the beauty of having the artifact that's physical tangible versus a consumable or a fleeting thing that's gone in 15 minutes so um anyway I love you're, I, you're, I could talk about this, that one little thing, because people don't get it. They don't, they don't understand the power of being like that, you know, the cost per impression and people still talking and thinking about it five years from now, like is really, really de- like deep and meaningful. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, we're kind of going metaphysical here and I love it because we're talking about the subconscious, but what we, we know this already, like whatever we think we prove. And, and whether or not yeah. you're thinking something about yourself, or you're thinking about something about, yeah, you know, energy follows thought, all of that, all of that stuff. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. And you're reminding me, like, no wonder, you know, you and Gary are pals, like we call our, our, um, our culture, the honey empire. It's not empire of honey. It's honey empire, which is people first doing the right thing is always the right thing, you know, being better turning people into heroes, the EQ over IQ. And so I'm sitting here, you know, taking everything in and I'm like, oh yeah, no wonder, no wonder you guys are pals. <laughs> no wonder yeah. we're here. Yeah, I mean, we're all just, it doesn't matter, like people are like, well, does this work? Like when we spoke at Google, they're like, does this work in, in technology? And I laughed, I said from the table, I'm like, are there human beings here? Yeah. And, yeah. and they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, I don't what? care if you sell toilet paper, if you manufacture OEM parts for trucks, I don't care if you sell advertising, like if it involves human beings, there are certain psychological triggers and things that are universal, whether you're in Idaho or Africa, like we're people first. Yeah. And, and, and people would be tactical based upon the industry and, oh, our brand is about this. I'm like, I don't care what your color or your brand is. I don't right. know. We're not even going to let you put a, like, if you put a logo on a gift, it's not a gift. It's a promotional item. Right. Exactly. If you never go to somebody's <laughs> wedding on the 50s, Bob, you know, compliments of Vayner Media, that'd be the cheesiest thing in the world. But we do that in relationships and call it marketing and branding. It's not. Right. It's a manipulation. Yeah. Go advertise my brand for me as a gift. That's yeah. not a gift. Yeah. That's so, so, I love that we're talking about this. I have such a huge smile on my face because it's, uh, it's a mis- it, it gets misconstrued for sure. And so your, let's go back to your agency. Um, you're the ruling room. Yeah. Now you're, so basically you are helping people facilitating relationship building thinking about the relationship building their inner circle and 
really, I guess, helping people think through that, that, that their, their ecosystem. And, and I would imagine you're helping them think through the why also. Thousand percent. It, I, we, what, one of the first things we do is we get people to say, like, if you're going to take somebody out to dinner, are you taking them to McDonald's or Morton's? Or, you know, like but most people, when they're taking people to dinner, it's the Ritz-Carlton Four Seasons where for hosting something in Vegas, it's not at Motel 6, it's that, you know, Encore or whatever else. If you're taking somebody to a ball game, it's front row seats, it's a, you know, Super Bowl, they'll drop five, 10, 20 grand per person on these experiential things. And then when it comes time to actually give a physical thing to represent, you know, the item should represent the value you place on the relationship. They're doing this at a level 10 and then they're doing this at a level negative three, mm-hmm. but, they, but they don't realize that they're not being congruent. They think, oh, I just need some swag at the Super Bowl. I just need some swag at our conference. They, our employees, it's been a great year. Let's send something out. They check the box and invest a hundred bucks a person and they don't realize that what they're communicating. So yeah, a, a lot of it is on the front end of like determining why are you sending this or why, yeah. why does this relationship matter? Yeah. What's the, if this relationship never existed, what would that cost your business? Yeah. What if they don't exist in the future? What if they leave as an employee? They take all that knowledge in the relationships. What, like, what's that cost you? It could be thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. So and when we start to like put it into to, like a real like, no, this is not just an like EQ results in like lots of zeros. Like <laughs> if you don't, if you don't get that right, like you're screwed as a leader, yeah. whether it's internal with employees or whether it's external you know, with clients or partners or vendors or even suppliers. Like I send nicer gifts to my suppliers who I buy millions of dollars in product. And people are like, why would you send gifts to Cutco? You, you're their largest distributor. And I'm like, I don't have a business without them. So I'm going to love on them yeah. like they're the client. Yeah. And so when, I, when we start to put things into those figures, people all of a sudden are like, oh my gosh, I should be redirecting my biz dev, my marketing, my HR, my whatever. Like I, we do this over here and, and like it's just table stakes. Why aren't we showing up for people in an uncommon way? And, and then once they say yes, they're like, yeah, instead of just hiring an extra five employees and adding a million dollars in overhead, what if I invested that million dollars into the people we already have? They, now, all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, let's do this. Now, what do we do? A lot of it is, of what we do is the logistics of like, how do you send a love bomb to 100 people or 10,000 people and have every single person feel like they're seen? Like that's mm. hard. Scaling thoughtfulness is super difficult. It's not hard to give one person one thing. It's hard if you have to do it to a large group of people that yeah. can afford what they want. Like that's where people, and then what do they do? They cut corners, no handwritten notes, packaging stuff. They send it at Christmas. The worst time on the planet to send a gift is out of obligation and expectation. Right. And so people are like, John, I did giftology. It didn't work. I'm like, did you follow the recipe? And they're yeah. like, well, we did giftology-ish. And I'm like, if you beg bread a hundred thousand times, you don't put yeast in, don't expect to get bread. And if you're building relationships and you don't get the details right, don't expect to get somebody to feel moved to tears because you check the box and send something from Amazon. It's not that that's not how relationships work. The ego yeah. matters massively more than even what you're sending. Massively. So you just reminded me of this phenomenal experience that um, Gary and I did one day four years ago. I, don't ask me how we pulled it off, but we pulled it off. He said, I want every single person on this day, all over our, every single office we have to walk into the office. They have flowers on their desk and they have a handwritten note from you, from, from me, from me and Gary. We pulled it off. We pulled it off. How many people is that? Approximately. 
Yeah, it was probably 800 people. And that's that a was lot of, that's a lot of work. That was a lot of notes. It was a lot of logistics. We worked with, and I can't even remember, yeah, I don't remember the flower company that we worked with. It might've been someone that he's, you know, representing. Um, yeah. But we pulled it off our team, like, you know, people, myself, the team, we stayed through the night, right? Because they would write for me. Of course, I couldn't do 800 notes. I would get carpal tunnel. But yeah. the messages, and the messages were like notes of appreciation. They weren't, it wasn't just like, hey, we appreciate you, love Claude and Gary. You know, we, is the where I could get personal. We got, you know. Yeah, personal. Yeah, of course. And it's the best feeling. It was the best feeling and the thing that we do on top of that which is we have, we have a hashtag Vayner thanks and we don't just use it at Thanksgiving hashtag Vayner thanks is out there and it's just like hey Jesse thanks for being such like thanks for taking me out in Nashville last week thank you know hashtag Vayner thanks or thanks for introducing me to the crew my first week has been amazing hashtag whatever so yeah it's yeah it's just it's what we teach our kids, right? Please uh, and yeah. thank you. Please yeah. and thank you. Do you yeah. do it once a year? No. Yeah. You teach your kids to say please and thank you every time, every day. And yet in business, we want to like, oh, it's, it's, it, oh, we've been in business 10 years. We're gonna, we're, now we're going to say thank you. Nobody cares you've been in business 10 years. They care about themselves and yeah, like course. the relationship. Yeah. And, and, and so like, it's, it's mind blowing to me. I mean, kudos to you for out of the blue doing the, the flowers but you, i mean when, when it's funny when when people take this and run with it on their own they're like john we've been doing it for the last two years it's they've had to hire generosity managers that's what yeah. we call them like yeah oh, a full-time person just to oversee the logistics of shipping and personalization and notes and people are like people are like oh john the gifting thing that's cute and i'm like oh it's cute huh <laughs> the UP, ups one of the divisions of ups hired us to do their gifting for them why they're a logistics company but they wow. they're they're not set up to do the handwritten notes. Wow. And, and people are like, well, don't do the handwritten notes. I'm like, we won't hire, take you as a client unless you do it, unless we're going to do right. the handwritten notes. Right. And they're like, really? And I'm like, the handwritten note is just as important as the Rolex you're giving. That's In fact, it's more, more important. Because it provides the meaning, the thoughtfulness, the context of like, this just wasn't like automated. This, like we did this on purpose, intentionally. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so you yeah. did it because you, I mean, you probably did even just writing that however many notes you're at. It's a lot of work to write that many notes. It was a lot. I mean, and we had a blast, you know, because we, look, I mean, I work, I work for and with a guy that is all EQ and that's my job is to scale, is to scale empathy. And so I have a crew that is on board. So, you know, it was a labor of love, but the fact that every, and of course, London, you know, woke up first to it. And then the yeah, East Coast the and then the West Coast. By the time West Coast woke up, they already knew. They were like, "Wow, people over, you know, they didn't know that they were going to walk in. Yeah. It was just the best. It's the best feeling. And it goes back to like this, this thing I was already saying in the beginning, which is I want everything I do. I want it. I want to be creating spaces and places and relationships that are filled with love. And I, I really think that's, I think that's possible. The more we get not only the ethos out that you're talking about, but the, the tactics, the practicality, the actual, like, we can do this. The fact that you're doing that for UP freaking S and that's who you use to send. Like, I don't even know what you call that. That's a mind warp right there. It's crazy. 
it, right? it, but but it shows to the difficulty. It's not just shipping stuff. No, of course, of course. UPS, UPS, Amazon, they're great at shipping stuff. Yeah. But but even like if something shows up from Amazon, it feels like you hit the easy button. Yeah, I know, I know. It so does. when something shows up and it's packaged differently yeah. and it's wrapped differently, and you know the handwritten note or it's engraved differently, that's why like. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we did. We yeah. It feels, and, and so we've taken that up another ten notches. Like we we have a client that wanted to do the knives, or wanted to do a gift for Tony Robbins. Like, what do you give Tony Robbins? We did his was like the eight thousand dollars set. All eight, all forty of the knives were engraved with quotes of wisdom he had spoken over the last forty years. It was the, that's yes. what guy Tony's wife staged, and then we put it in like this three thousand dollars wood box with a video from the client talking about. As you break bread and your kids and your future grandkids break bread, they'll be reminded as you use these tools of the legacy that you and Sage created. Jeez. The video with the meaning of what was engraved was what made Sage like well up in tears because it was like the thoughtfulness and the meaning behind it. And so like anytime you can add the story, add the personalization, add the element of like, you know, connecting to somebody's heart and, and acknowledge that you see the good work that they're doing and, and make it genuine, not generic. Yeah. Like, like to your point, it didn't just say appreciation, Claude and Gary. There was, you know, a few lines yeah. there. Like that's that's what makes somebody say, "Wow!" They went out of their way, extra effort to to do this. Like yeah. that's what that's what makes somebody feel something. It's so true. All right, we're closing up here, but let me ask you this: What? How do people appreciate you, the guy that's sitting here who has, you know, a, a heart to, a heart to give? You've created this incredible world that people understand are understanding how important this is. This it's not a concept, it is an act from the heart. Yeah. How do we how do you get recognized? How do you want to be recognized? Thanks. Um, I mean, I, I would say like um I you know, getting on these big stages and getting paid to go teach people this has been crazy. Especially considering I avoided that, like the plague for the first 10 years of being in business. I hated speaking. I'd, I'd have indigestion and diarrhea for six yeah. months leading up to every speaking gig. <laughs> I think people have transferred their social capital to me as this, you know, country bumpkin farm kid from Ohio and given me a platform, you know, a Gary invited me on this, you know, marketing for the now yeah. or, or yeah. Google, you know, somebody inside of Google got a hold of this and pushed it through the organization to say, not only do we want to do this, but we want people, we want to have John come in and speak. So I think anytime people have taken, you know, it's a gift for me when somebody even takes the, the concept and goes and does it even without our agency. Cause right. it's like, cause it's spreading without me, whether it's the books, coach, you know, consulting, all that stuff, like it's cool. But like when somebody goes and does it, like there's a ripple effect and now they're like hashtagging giftology or return on relationship. And I don't even know who the people are. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then I would say people eating, um, you know, my dog food, like even practicing what I preach, which is like somebody does something that's really thoughtful and honors my wife, who oftentimes like being married to an entrepreneur is not easy. I have four daughters that are warrior princesses, but they're a lot of work, you know? And so when somebody does something for my, my inner circle and my team and, and makes me look like a hero to the people that I care about, like it's hard for not me to not like melt yeah. um, when somebody's honoring the people around me. That's really, that's really it in so many ways, because Good, great things are happening, but to to actually take the second and acknowledge those that get get you out that door every day 
and hold that fork down so you can go and go on a stage or go wherever you go. I totally appreciate that. It's always the support team. Just like those players on the bench, they are just as important. 100%. Your bench is so important. I could do this forever, but I just want, I want to come back because there's so much more about John I want to talk about, but I am, um, I appreciate you. So I really, I appreciate you so much. And I know that you are a busy, busy person because, um, because of your heart. So thank you for taking the time to chat with me today, my friend. This is long overdue. I know it's going to yeah. help a lot of people. So thanks it for is. having me. On. It is right on. Hey, everybody. If you want to start a podcast or you have a podcast that you want to get up and running, please, please reach out to my team at onairbrands.com. That's onairbrands.com. They're the best.